Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. You know the deal, folks. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. I've had a bunch of stories up already throughout camp. Be a bunch more throughout camp. So keep checking there for my work as well. Once again, it's another day to wrap up the Commanders training camp and today new owner josh harris was back at the facility he met with coach ron rivera after practice so rivera spoke to us before practice because of that so i think he was going to meet with some more players meaning harris was going to meet with some more players he watched practice on the sidelines etc so i don't you know he's you know it's funny because he's not he's going to be an involved owner but he's not going to be a hands-on owner and so you don't get the sense that this is when Dan Snyder came in, folks, this was all he had. This was everything to him. It was just going to be about this. With Josh Harris, this is a huge part of what he wants to do and who he is, but it's not going to def- it's not going to be the only thing he has going on, which means he'll hire people he can trust and he's going to let them do their job. And that's something that would differentiate him from the previous owner. Anyway, today was another day where there's a lot of chirping. Once you start putting, once you start getting more contact and all that, you start getting more chirping going on. And that's certainly what's going on today. Nobody louder than Chase Young, except for um, offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. So I'm going to start with him because it was a day where he was quite noticeable with what he had to say throughout practice. And he's, listen, one thing we know is he takes a very no-nonsense approach, and he really is about the work. He wants to get the work in. So if there's extracurricular BS in his mind, that's not going to help them. So, for example, today there was, after one play, I don't even remember what the play was, but there was a little bit of a, a half skirmish on the sidelines near the offensive sideline. I think it was like F.A. Obata was in there. I'm not sure who else, what else was going on. No punches were ever thrown, but there was a little bit of shoving and it delayed things. That pissed off the enemy. So he told the play, he yelled at the players from about 30 yards away, get into the bleeping huddle. And of course, they didn't say bleeping. Quit bleeping playing. Um, and then, you know, doesn't have time for this. Another time he yelled, get the hell into the huddle. Stop all the effing BS. At that point, the crowd cheered because, listen, everybody wants that no-nonsense guy. Now, the funny thing is the crowd cheered at that. I have a feeling if there was a fight, they probably get all riled about that too. But it's got to be – it's it's a it's welcome sight for there to be that kind of a no-nonsense attitude with the offensive staff. And as I think it's been sorely needed. Now, how much of that going to help them win games? I don't know. But what it does show you is the urgency on Biennemi's end that he's out there to get the work and not to prove – X, Y, or Z, get the work in. And there's a lot that they want to get in. 
And one of the things that Logan Thomas was talking to him about this afterwards, um, he and when I was Nikki Javala and I from the Washington Post were talking about this, there's just a higher volume of plays that they're running, running, running every practice. Because of that, there's an urgency to get them all in. That part of that is it's a conditioning thing. You know, you get more, they they track the they track players' movements. They're moving a lot more this year because of that higher volume. But also what it said, I asked even asked Thomas, is there another benefit to that? He said, Yes. Like you get to the end of practice and you've run these things so much and you're tired because you've been going, going, going more that you have to focus even harder on what you have to do. So take that into the fourth quarter of a game. That's when you're most tired. That's when you have to focus even harder on the details. That's the kind of stuff they're trying to instill here. That is very smart. But again, it starts with the enemy. No nonsense. There was even one point. Listen, they had the officials here today. So there's one point and they were down around the two yard line or so. There was a penalty. And I think it was, I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. It was like an illegal touching penalty or something like that. But the official must have gone over to explain the call to someone on the offense the enemy, again, about 30 yards away, was was not having it. He, and he, he yelled out to the ref after the penalty, hey, we got a play on. You can tell us afterwards. Get out of the way. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the enemy. But that's what it's that urgency and that that intensity that I think is really good for what these guys need. I and mean, he is very big and getting in out of the huddle at the right tempo. And I was talking with Craig Hoffman, who has a take command podcast. He's on 106 or 106, seven, nine eighty. Um, and just about this yesterday. And one of the things we're that talked about, like getting in out of the huddle in the red zone situation, in a goal line situation and how often that he would have them get back into the huddle because they weren't coming out with the right amount of urgency. Well, today as Hoffman pointed out, you didn't see him having him get back in the huddle in the goal line areas. That's a good thing. And when you look at, and one of the things I want to talk about is the offensive growth versus the defense growth, because a lot of people get wrapped up into the daily, oh my God, the offense had a good day or a bad day. Well, listen, man, this is, and I've kind of asked Rivera about this, and it's not to make excuses for the offense, because I have questions about the offensive line. Are they going to be good enough? <clears throat> I wonder when will Sam Howell get it? I like a lot of what he does. I like his traits, but I like the way he works as well and his mentality. I think that's conducive to having success in this league, but we don't know when that's going to happen. So you need to see growth and you can't just measure it like today. The defense was much better because that's too, it's a little bit too results oriented. But the other thing is there, we're talking about different groups here. The defense fourth year, the same coordinator, second year in the same coverage system, a veteran group. They're going to look better and they should and i think it's a really good group and there are ways the offense must look better right they need to look sharper they need to get, have the urgency in and out of the huddle all those little things that you can do regardless of who's across the field from you then with the with the offense so you know they're they're learning everything they're 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 installing new offense they're not running at the same speed they need to be at in a month from now because they're just not there yet it takes time can they get there? That's the key. And with again, with the offensive line, I'm going to have questions until you see it. They've got to show that they can be an effective unit. I think they're, like I told you before, I think they're better than last year, but how, but how much better? That's the key. We're talking about one of the worst lines in football to where are they now? I mean, you can't help but be better than last year, but they have to be much better. They have to be more consistent. And if they can be that, then you have a chance. If not, then it's going to be a struggle for a little while. 
So that's where you need to see the growth. And, but as far as some of the plays, like we, I asked Rivera about again, the growth. And he said, one of the, and I've talked to players about this too. And like one of the things they see, and I talked to Antonio Gibson about this. And in fact, I'll play that interview for you after this. It's just about a three minute audio interview, but I'll play that today. So listen to what he says. And, and one of the things we talked about is, you know, what are the signs here? And like, it's, it's, are you making the same mistake? So for example, Rivera pointed out, there was one player who ran a, a route the other day where it's, you know, you, you've got to cut it at a certain angle. Well, he cut it too flat. That allows the corner to get back into the play and prevent the play, right? So a couple of days later, they ran the same route to the other side, but you got to take it at a higher angle and they did and they completed it. That's the kind of growth that they need to see to see, are you getting it? So, you know, and again, we need to see better from the line, but that's going to take that, we're, you know, it's going to be a little bit before we see some of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-2-3-D-C. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Going back to the enemy yelling at the goal line on the next play, it was a um, little swing pass to Chris Rodriguez. He was open kind of stumbled but he still falls in for a touchdown it was open so and by you know here's going and i'll finish on the enemy the enemy section with this so there was one play where it was a, a pass to alex arma running use it he's their fullback right now and he dropped the ball would have been a touchdown well arma lays on the ground and kind of gets pissed he's laying on the ground and the enemy got upset with that that's what he got upset with he like basically yelled at him to get off get up off the ground. Don't do that. You're better than that shit. And he's like, he even told him he's coming off. 
we can work on catching the ball, but you can't, you can't be doing that. And again, that's the kind of stuff that they need here. And I think that's just, it's a kick in the rear end, all that stuff, but that's a good thing for them. The other, and I, I talked about, you know, how offense is using more motion and using more volume, and that's kind of the conditioning thing. Um, the other thing that they're doing is getting the ball more to the space, to the backs in space. That's been a big focal point this summer. And watching, again, I've talked to you about Brian Robinson catching the ball very well. Had a couple of throws today where he caught the ball. I think there was one, it was a touchdown pass from Sam Howell under duress, gets him out to the left flat, touchdown. And when I, when I talked to Gibson, you'll hear this, that he talked about how he's trying to run harder this summer. And you saw that there was one play, he pops a defensive back in the hole, gets in for the touchdown. There you go. That's what they need to see. And it was a pretty good hole too. And actually there, some of their run game stuff has not been, you know, they've, you know, I know some of the players have been pretty pleased on offense with what they've shown in the run game in particular, more so than in the past game, which has been a bit up and down. I did think, there was a better tempo from the offense in the 11 on 11 section. Um, so, you know, I think there were a couple of times where they were able to get out of the huddle and get into the play and get into the route. It was hit, hit that plan step, get the ball out. Now, some of them were short passes, but that's okay. And one of the things that in talking to Logan Thomas is that the quick game is going to be a bigger part of this offense. And it's funny because last year, when they traded for Carson Wentz, and I know there was a lot of talk about the arm down the field, but one of the things I talked to some coaches here, they felt like the quick game was going to be a bigger part of the equation because he was, could see over the line, you could get rid of the ball quick because they always felt like with Taylor Heineke that he delayed on some of that because maybe he didn't see it quite as well. Well, in this offense, it's designed, the quick game is a big part of it. And so they, they like that. A lot of the underneath stuff, and, you know, you if you're playing off, playing off, playing off, maybe at some point in the fourth quarter, you're going to start creeping up to take that away. Now you can go over the top because they have guys who can go that. That's part of the strategy with that. And but it is I think it's going to be a bigger part. And I thought it was going to be a bigger part last year. And I think so did some others here. But that's also partly why Scott Turner is no longer here. I thought that Sam Howell had a better day. I think, he, again, bad day Saturday. It happens, right? So how do you respond? And I think progressively each day this week, he's gotten a little bit better. And, and you know, that shows signs of a competitor. It shows signs of a guy who's not going to wilt. But that's the, that's the book on him, right? He's, he's a guy that, you know, stays at a certain level. He was like that at North Carolina. He was like that when he went to North Carolina. And he's like that now. That's just who he is. So he's able to withstand if it's a negative play, if it's a negative day, negative series. And again, not all of it is always on him. It's, that would be unfair because I pointed out the route by, by on the one, on the one um, pass play. Well, if the route is not right, you're not blaming the quarterback, but that's part of the offense getting going and getting into to rhythm and getting in sync all that's all those cliches, but that's also part of it too. So if he's having a bad day, it's not just on him. It could be the offensive line, not giving him time, but again, the kid can be pretty accurate. He has a good arm and I think he by and large makes good decisions. And so start with there. Cause when they talk about stuff with him, a lot of it's the building process, good in the good in the room, as far as taking notes, asking questions, understanding the studying, the, um, the leadership, a lot of the other stuff that's growing that helps you build a quarterback. And, you know, those are things that you don't always see. You're not going to see on the field right away, but those are things that make a good quarterback. If you can have that kind of a foundation and then build off it, you still need a good line to make it work. And he did, there was, 
He had a couple nice throws today, a bullet to Curtis Samuel over the middle, right in front of the safety. Um, uh, Cody Barton coming over, couldn't get to it. Just a nice ball. Um, so, you know, there you go. And I told you about the one under duress. Um, so I think, like I said, I thought he did a, a I think he's steadily had um, a good week or a better week. And again, that's all you want. You just keep getting better and then see where you're at. But he, but you need that help from up front. So also uh, Chris Paul worked at left guard today because Sadiq Charles was sitting out with a minor calf in, in issue. Uh, Kendall, Kendall Fuller wasn't working a lot. So you had Forbes and St. Just in there with wild goose in the slot. If you're going three corners, it'd probably be, you know, for the outside, wouldn't I, they haven't said anything yet, but the top two corners are in those situations probably be Forbes and, um, and St. Juice, but they really do like Fuller outside. So who knows how it's going to go to begin with, because Fuller could end up starting outside with, with um, St. Juice on the other side. And then Fuller and then Forbes comes in on third, third down on the nickel as the outside corner with St. Juice inside. We'll see how that all unfolds. But then there's time for that because it's hard to, I mean, Forbes is going to have a huge role. He's going to start in some fashion. So um, anyway, there you go. <clears throat> so with the offensive line, one of the things that I did like today, you know, watching Sam Cosby, watch him a little bit and like the way he's, I like the way he moves inside. I think that's, that bodes well for him. I think to be honest, I kind of like his fit inside there than I did as a tackle, I think he's moving his feet pretty well. You saw that in the one-on-ones too. Did a nice job against Deron Payne today. Um, I felt like his feet and his ability helped him recover on one rush, and that was a good sign. Mason Brooks, we talked about him yesterday. Had a really good day against Fedarian Mathis. And again, like those things aren't made for the Fedarian Mathises of the world. He and John Ridgway are here to stop the run and be stout in the middle. And like even like with Ridgway, you got to kind of take what he does right now with the grain of salt because he had a torn pec surgery in the off season. He still, you still, it takes a little bit of time to get all your strength back in that situation. So, and he had a couple, I think he had one couple one-on-ones where he did drive his guy back, but with Brooks. So, because we brought that up yesterday, well, he went up against Duran Payne one time, lost Payne, um, went up against F.A. Obata. Obata looked like he got around him, but then the next time they went up against each other, stoned him used his strength and like there's he shows good signs and like he gets guys pumped up with his play and i think again he's a guy to watch i don't know if they're going to be able to keep him on the 53 but he he's a guy who i think can play in this league and in all honesty he's been more impressive than braden daniels their fourth round pick but different positions different situation daniels to me was always a guy who who had really good had some had some good athleticism that they're hoping to untap as a, as a tackle, maybe as a guard eventually. So, you know, I think Brooks is a little bit further ahead as a guy who can help you probably a little bit sooner than that. <clears throat> you can take however you want. In those one-on-ones, John Allen just pancaked Nolan Laufenberg. I mean, he pancaked him, just drove him to the ground. He also had one dro- time where he, when he drove past uh, Chris Paul when he, Paul was playing guard. Then Andre Jones, this is Bram Weinstein's guy. He's going to, next time I have mine here, you know, he's going to, I know he's going to talk about him because every time I'm on the sidelines with him, that's who he starts talking about when we're watching these one-on-ones. He's got a really nice spin move. Got Cornelius Lucas on a spin move to the inside today in those one-on-one situations. And, you know, I think he's, he's flashing some of that stuff. See what he does in the preseason games. Uh, he might be hard to keep on the roster because you look at that D line. There's, there's, here's another guy, Benning Pote. 
he's a guy that's that I heard before camp. Someone's like, hey, keep your eye on him. Well, there's only so many guys that you can keep, but he's a guy that like, I know he's kind of in that mix and I know they like him and he's showing well in those one-on-ones. He's showing pretty well. So just keep that, keep an eye on him for, for how, when they settle this 53, but it's going to be hard. They're going to lose one or two players in that D line that they prefer to keep. And some of them, could you, you know, can you sneak them on the practice squad? Some of these guys, absolutely. So I wouldn't freak out about it, but, but I do think that some of those guys are going to be, would be worth, would have been worthy of making this roster before. And, and can they do it now? They also were today worked on blitz pickups and then running backs, linebackers, um, safeties, covering tight ends, running backs in some one-on-one situations. Uh, saw Milo Eifler get, have a try spin move against John Bates. Bates stays with him, moves his feet, stops him. Saw Cole Turner look pretty, looked fine against David Mayo. I, I told you, like, and he extended his arms, moved his feet. Mayo's having a good camp. Mayo is really, has done a really nice job against the run. Some of that could be that, hey, they know what's coming. They've got, you know, whatever. But he is having a good camp. Again, he's a fourth linebacker here, folks. So relax. And I, you know, I know some of you guys, some people are going to kind of, they don't want him out there. Like, listen, he's a fourth linebacker who can play special teams and does well against the run. He's got an area that he can help them in if he has to go in and play. Some guys, it's better than having no skills where they can help him. You know, and I think it's funny because there, you know, I think Kalik Hudson has done a pretty good job, but I still wonder about him covering backs out of the backfield. That's been something that he's got to get a little bit better at as well. So in that coverage, in those covered situations, I saw Percy Butler and I, and these, this is, I say, I saw, cause this is on the, the, there, there's a field right in front of us going on where you have O-line, D-line, and then you have some, you know, secondary stuff. And then on this far, far field where I'm trying to watch the blitz pickups and that kind of stuff. So it can be a little bit hard to tell exactly what's going on, but I did see Percy Butler jam Cole Turner. Then he under, then he, you know, plays undercuts, the, the undercuts the route, picks it off. Saw Cody Barton undercut uh, uh, Jarrett Patterson interception, by the way, in Patterson, there was one time where he, um, he had struggled a little bit with some of the bit the blitz pickup, I think I can't remember who that was against. Oh, it was against Jamin Davis. And that it's it's one of the issues. If you want to make it as a third down back, you've got to be able to pick up and handle that particular role. It's not just about catching the ball. It's about really it's about protection and catching the ball. So the other the other thing that and the last thing I'm going to talk about, and I've talked about this before, but I really like this. And it's the defense's ability to disguise coverages. And you see it all the time. Like there was one time today where Quan Martin is lining up in the slot. Then he then at the snap, he starts to slide inside and think, oh, he's going to come off the edge. Well, he doesn't. He slides inside for coverage and it kind of disrupts the play. I think you see that a lot. Another time there was one time, though, and this is a good job by Howell because I saw this from him. So, you know, they're going to try and disguise. So he's using sometimes a hard count to get them to reveal their tip their hand before the play comes. And this time he did. He got Emmanuel Forbes to jump a little bit and show that he was going to back off to cover. And so, you know, right away what you know, what they're going to be in. So on that particular play, he throws a swing route to Dax Milne because there was a bunch formation gets not a swing route, but just Milne to the outside. He was there and it was open, probably would have been a 10 yard gain, but I think it comes because you get the hard count, you get the reveal, and now you get the coverage. Now you know what's available. That's all good stuff. So anyway, folks, that's it for me. I appreciate you tuning in. And again, I'm going to play this three or three or four minute uh, audio interview with Antonio Gibson. Stay tuned for that. So I'm just, I'm curious, like, 
because you guys are installing a new offense and it's new for you guys, and you go up against an experienced defense all the time. How where are you? How are you measuring the growth, and where are you seeing it for the offense? Because I don't want to just go by like, oh, they, you know what I mean? Like, I know you guys are going to see different things that we're going to see. So uh, what do you yeah. see? Uh, I feel like you measure it off of. If a guy messes up, you know, it's not the the worst thing to happen, but uh, the growth is if you come back the next day and you got that same play, like, are you going to correct what you need to correct? And uh, I feel like we do a good job of that. Uh, you know, it takes us that one time to, to mess something up and then, you know, it's on to the next day and, and we correct what we need to correct it. We're detailed on it. And then after that, you know, it's it's second nature. So you see, you're, you're feeling and seeing the growth. Mm -hmm. And what other, what other areas in that? Like, is, is it a matter of playing faster? No, it's just me. Oh, just you, sorry. Yeah. Um, is there, what other areas do you see that with? Um, just with how guys come out here mentally. Um, you know, if we have a bad day coming out the next day, okay. like, and correcting that. Uh, you know, having the right mindset, coming in and starting your day early, get your mind right for the early practice. Uh, I feel like just, honestly, just having your mind right because uh, it's, it's a long process. It's all, it's all new to us, and um, it's going to be errors. So you just got to come in, correct what you need to correct, and make sure you lock in on it. What do you see with Sam? Where's his growth been? Um, just with the leadership, the confidence, uh, stepping up in the pocket, going through all his reads. Uh, and it's a lot of stuff that, you know, I don't know about quarterback that he's right, probably sure. doing. But, um, but like, you me personally, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just the confidence he has, him getting people lined up correctly, knowing where they're supposed to be, knowing where guys are at on their last reads. And you see stuff like that. How important is all? Because like that's all. Like people are going to see throw, throw, throw. You mm -hmm. guys are going to see other things. So yeah. how important is all that? Um, it's very important because that 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 number one option is not always going to be open. So right. you have to be you have to be confident to to get all your reads. But at the same time, you got a D line rushing at you. So I can only imagine the pressure you have to go through with scanning across the field for a receiver and seeing if they're open with the D line coming at you. But you know they those guys make it look easy. So you know they put in the work and they do what they need to do to come out here and be prepared. How different for you? Ron's talked a lot about you guys getting the ball in space. Do you feel like you're even out here getting more opportunities in space with the ball? Uh, definitely. Um, we're, we're set up to, uh, to be great right now, um, and not just the running backs, uh, everybody. And, uh, he, he puts us in different positions to be successful. Uh, we just have to capitalize and make the play. Are you lining up in different spots sometimes than you were before? Uh, yeah, um, but, you know, he, he has it set up to, for the whole offense, you know, to get guys where they need to be. Because it looks like you and B-Rock could be a pretty good combo, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. What is it that helps you guys? Do you feel you complement one another, or what do you think? Um, definitely. Uh, you know, he's 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 a more physical back, but um, I don't want to just be known as, you know, he's the right. physical back. Uh, uh, so this year, um, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm running way harder. And, um, you know, uh, so I want to I wanna both, you know, be able to, to pound on the defense, pause, to be able to wear down the defense and then, you know, come in and be explosive. Um, B-Rob also shown that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's been making a hell of a job uh, showing that. And um, I've been doing my job making sure, you know, I keep showing that. So um, I feel like it's going to be an amazing year for us. See, tomorrow's Thursday. I'll be back on Thursday with another practice report. So talk to you next time.